You're listening to The Fitness Lounge, where we discuss in-depth everything from fitness, health, wellness, and mindset. Whether you're just beginning your fitness journey or you've been involved in fitness for years, we have a little something for everyone. So just sit back, lounge for a bit with us, and enjoy. And now for your hosts, Nick Messer and Ben Miller. Hi, welcome back to the Fitness Lounge with your hosts, Nick. And Ben. And today we are going to be diving into the micros of macros. Before we get started, I want to make sure that if this is the first time that you have uh, tuned into the Fitness Lounge, take a moment and hit that subscribe button. That way you have an opportunity to go back and listen to all of our previous episodes and you don't miss out on any future content that we put out because we are putting out uh, two episodes a week with a few surprise ones here and there. Also, uh, we do have on our Instagram page and our YouTube page, we have additional content that we're putting out that's exclusive only to there. You won't find it on our podcast, so make sure you're following us on Instagram. It's Fitness Lounge Podcast without the the in front. And then on YouTube, just search for The Fitness Lounge, and you'll get uh, set up with all of our content that's exclusive there. We have a lot of new stuff coming up here in the next few weeks, so make sure you're set up to receive all that. All right, Ben, we're going to dive right in, aren't we? Yes, we are. All right, go ahead and kick us off. <laughs> so what are macros? And we're not talking about macaroni or <laughs> McDonald's or, okay, I'll stop. All right. Mac so, daddy. Yeah, Mac daddy. <laughs> uh, so macronutrients, we're talking about carbs, fats, proteins, and yes, alcohol. There are, th these nutrients have caloric value to them, unlike vitamins and minerals. So you're saying that if I were to go get like, vitamin b12 pills i don't have to worry about counting calories with that correct yes okay just making sure yes sir now if we're putting that in with something else that we're taking like a protein shake that's different but you're not counting those we would just yeah, count you the count other that. parts of the shake exactly okay exactly so in order to track your macros you need to know a few key numbers so how many calories per gram are in each macro so we got carbs which is four proteins are four fats are nine and alcohol is seven and yes alcohol does have a caloric value to it you know i mean a lot of people wonder that yeah that's important for a lot of people to know because you know when they're thinking about how many calories i'm intaking if they are drinking and they're only counting what they're eating for food right and then they're wondering why they're having that, yeah. you know fat incurrence that's because they're probably over on their caloric you intake. got it you got to count those yeah and we've had a few episodes where we talk about you know foods or things that are high in calories and low in nutrients that is the like premier definition of what alcohol is, is number it's one, just pure calories, <laughs> no benefits whatsoever. So makes you feel good though. Yeah. So th those, those key numbers are, are uh, important metrics because when we're talking about utilizing the macro system, mm -hmm. what we're basically saying is, you know, your body needs or is using a certain amount of calories per day. And depending on what your goals are, you're either going to slightly exceed that right. or you're going to slightly come in just south of that. And what you what you eat to make up and consist to those calories is going to be important because they're different components. So we're not always eating just raw carbs. We need protein. Yep, we're, exactly. Yep. So there's got to be a, a specific makeup and how you structure what you eat and when you eat is going to predominantly be based around 
the the caloric intake of these macros and how many you should be and hopefully will be mm-hmm. implementing and tracking and and intaking through throughout a daily basis. Right. Now we're not saying that this has to be an everyday thing. We'll get into on the backside of this episode. We are going to dive into a little bit of how you can really utilize this information, structure it, um, different systems that people use. Um, so for now, just understand that as we go through this conversation over the next you know 20, 30 minutes or so. Carbs and proteins are equal as far as calories are concerned. Okay, so they're four calories per gram of each each of those macronutrients. And then fats, you know, they're about two hundred and twenty five percent more yeah, <laughs> calories. Yeah. They're they're nine calories per gram. So they they bring a lot more uh, caloric pack to them, Mm -hmm. which is why it's also important to make sure that if you're going to be getting that much calories from fats, you also get other nutrients from them. So that's why there's good fats and bad fats. Yeah. I think something else that listeners, you know, if you're getting into this, you don't know anything about it is it's also based on how much you weigh. Like that, that's going to determine what your macros are. Correct. When you're doing a diet, you know. Yeah, there's there's a few different key key metrics. The the base one, your age plays into yep, it. Yep. Uh, how much you weigh. Uh, mainly, what is your your lean mass? You know, the yeah. non body fat, and to some degree, the body fat will play into it. But if you're you know carrying a hundred pounds of of body fat on you, it doesn't get treated the same way as if that that hundred pounds was converted into hundred pounds of muscle, your, right. your metabolism isn't, it's not a, a one for one trade off mm-hmm. there. So, okay. So now that we know how many calories are in a particular gram of each of those macros, how we start implementing this is we take what we're going to eat. And I'm going to, I'm just going to use the example of we're going out to eat dinner. Okay. So I'm going to go eat dinner at, you know, such and such restaurant, and I'm going to order a plate of I don't know, let's say grilled chicken breast with, you know, veggies and potatoes. Okay. Just keep it really simple for y'all. All All right. What I'm going to need to know in order to figure out how many calories and specific grams of macros in each of those portions of food is I'm going to need to know, okay, how much chicken am I getting? How many ounces of chicken? So let's say they're giving you a a six ounce chicken breast. That's a pretty normal size. Some places might give you more, but usually when you get a chicken breast on um, a salad, it's normally like four ounces for most restaurants. So let's say it's a six ounce chicken breast. The next thing you need to know is how many grams of each macro come in a particular ounce of that food. Mm -hmm. So if we're talking chicken, Chicken is relatively lean. If it's chicken breast, especially, there's almost zero fats in there. There are no carbs whatsoever. So it's a predominantly just solid protein source as far as what we're considering from the three macros. Now, of course, there are other nutrients. There's vitamins, minerals. But we're not talking about that because from the macro standpoint, you're literally focusing on those four macronutrients. And, of course, we'll leave alcohol out because unless this was beer can chicken, and even then it was probably burned off. What about if it's breaded or fried? So breaded or fried, obviously, at that it's a little bit more difficult to calculate in. But you're right. Yeah. I mean, it, it changes the the um, the makeup of it because now it's absorbed some of the fats. Now it obviously has grease. Everything goes in. exactly. Yeah. So, um, but for the sake of this example, we'll use just the plain old grilled yeah, right. chicken yeah. breast because I don't want to confuse myself. Maybe not a bucket of <laughs> Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> yeah, that's vastly different. Yeah. Um, 
So, so in this example, we have a six ounce grilled chicken breast. So that's our portion of meat. It has no carbs. We're going to say it has no fats because there's pretty much zero. And most of it has been, um, cooked off. Right. What I know is that for an ounce of chicken, that is going to consist of seven grams Mm -hmm. of protein. Right. So if I want to know how many grams of protein I'm getting for that chicken breast, it's, I just do simple math. Six ounces times seven grams gives me 42 grams of protein. Yep. So now I know I have 42 grams of protein. So that's my start. Now, if I know f- for an exact number that I'm trying to intake X amount of grams of protein per day, well, now I know I just put 42 towards that goal. Right. All right. Now, if I want to break it down further and I'm saying, well, how many calories did I just ingest from the chicken then i simply take the 42 grams of protein and i multiply it by the four Four, calories so that gives me 168 calories for that one piece of chicken breast right all right now as you start going through this you'll realize very fast that when you look at like junk foods it doesn't take much of a junk food to hit the same caloric mark as a a larger portion of healthier food because healthier food is less calorie dense and it's more nutrient dense Mm -hmm. so there's more things taking up inside of there that's why actually you see on like junk foods you know candies and or whatever like the calories for a small portion are are always high Oh, yeah. It's it's ridiculous. Like like a candy bar, for example, I think it's, what, 210, 220 grams of of calories. Oh, yeah. Probably this little thing, you know, that's crazy that there's that much in that. And usually when you're talking about something that's so small, that's so dense in calories, there's lots of fats in there. And that's how they get to that caloric mark is because, again, fats are over two times as have as two times as many calories per gram as carbs or protein. And there's a lot of sugar in it. That's exactly right. So uh, in in essence, you. If we were talking about a, just a pure uh, calorie standpoint, a breaded, a breaded chicken that wasn't necessarily deep fried, but um, maybe pan seared, mm-hmm. okay, would be far healthier than even like a piece of chicken with b- bacon and cheese. And I say healthier, it'd have less calories. You know, you add the bacon and the cheese on top, that's additional fats. So now you have the bread, but it's pretty dominantly all carbs. Is bacon bad? <laughs> you know, I thought it, that made everything taste better. You know, I would say really there's camps on both sides. I would say the predominant answer is that when you look at it and you stack it against other meats, yeah, bacon is on the lower end of the scale. Um, is it a complete vat of Crisco? No. no. Is it loaded down with um, addictive sugars? No, usually not. Yeah. Right. So, uh, again, that that's a tough question because it really just depends. But for, for most people, they would say bacon's bad. I have bacon every morning. Now, I'd limit it to one or two slices. So good. It is. <laughs> it, it is. And I drain the fats out, yeah. you know, as much as I can. So um, what about chocolate covered bacon? Have you had that? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Don't even. St- no, I haven't. I can't even imagine. It's but I'm sure really, really good. I'm, I'm sure you. it is. I, I, that's what I've heard. Oh, I, I mean, I miss having things like bacon, bacon wrapped jalapenos that were oh. cheese stuff because the cheese stuff is now what I can't have. Oh, yeah, my grandfather makes those with the cream cheese in there. And the mm-hmm. wrapped, oh, my gosh. Mm, they're amazing. So, OK, so moving on uh, using that same plate as an example. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you had, let's say, asparagus, for the most part, we consider green vegetables to be like zero calorie foods when you're talking right. Brussels sprouts, broccoli, green beans, spinach. Um, and really, in all, if you want to get really technical, 
those can be considered negative calorie foods because it, you burn more calories digesting them than they bring to the table with it. Right. But mo we just kind of consider them null and void. We don't really get into the, the nitty gritty of it. Um, so then the other portion of that was potatoes. All right. Now, what kind of potatoes are we talking about? It is straight baked potato. Okay, yeah. now we're just looking at that from the carb, protein, and fat standpoint. Are we having a loaded baked potato? Well, now you got to start well, figuring in your butter and cheese. Everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, are they mashed potatoes? Well, now you got to ask the restaurant, how did they make them? So when you start doing this, it, we're sharing this information with you, not so you can get so overwhelmed and like, oh my gosh, I've got to ask every little detail. But it's more of so that you can have a better understanding of what are you eating and how are you going to get to your goals? Um, because understanding macros it at first when you're getting it down path it will feel kind of restrictive yeah and that's only because you've now come to a new realization of what's healthy and what's not and you're holding yourself accountable there's nothing wrong with that you know there's no one holding a gun to your head hopefully and so you you can choose to go off the reservation and, and have you know a bunch of candy bars if you want you're going to be more aware of it now of what's oh, going yeah. on yeah, sure. which will probably cause you to draw back yep. from that um, but at the same time what also happens is you'll realize it becomes more freeing because you'll learn how to allocate for those enjoyable meals. The ones that have a little extra fats in them that taste really good. Like when, you know, doing like a date night and you want to mm -hmm. have, you know, cheese and bacon, uh, the, the bacon cheddar cheese fries things those yeah, things, oh yeah right and you want to dip and get your ranch dip that tastes great perfect if you account for that up front in your day mm -hmm. you can now afford for that on the back end it consider this the same thing as budgeting financially you're just budgeting your calories out right and if you get really good at it <laughs> you got, and you got to be good at it to do it right I yes mean. now there are things that'll help you you don't have to be the only right. like, you know, sitting down with a notepad and little <laughs> pocket protector and writing it all down. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that wouldn't even want to do that either. You know, oh, gosh, to no. track it like that. I mean, I know I wouldn't. No. OK, uh, so now another example I'm going to use is for avocado. Now, the reason I want to talk about avocados is because they're not like a chicken breast where it's predominantly one macro and that's it. They're they have multiple portions. So they've got fat, they've got carbs and they've got protein. So mm -hmm. if we were to take an ounce of avocado in that ounce, they've got four ounces of uh, sorry, four grams of fat two and a half grams of carbs and a half a gram of protein. So if we're doing quick numbers there on the fly, 36, eight. I mean, you're looking at over 40, maybe even 50 calories for just an ounce of avocado. Right. Right. Yep. So if you're trying to um, watch your caloric intake, going out to Mexican restaurant and getting a whole thing of guacamole and eating it for your appetizer and then having a meal, you better have accounted for that early on in the day. Yeah, no kidding. And I tell you, when I, when I first realized how much avocados had, I don't eat guacamole. I don't really like avocados to begin with, but I was right. putting almost a whole avocado in my protein shakes to make them a little more creamy and, yeah. and robust. Those are good fats too. They are. They yeah. are. But still even good fats in excess. Well, you don't have a lot. You have a lot of calories. Exactly. Keep it in check. So I was, I didn't realize how high of a caloric intake my protein shakes were until my doctor's like, you do real, like, have you looked into that? And I'm yeah. like, no. no. He goes, man, my goodness. Yeah. He goes, you should be having like an eighth of an avocado. I'm like, 
they'd go bad because I, you know. Yeah, they go bad fast. Yeah, so I buy the frozen ones now that are chunks. Yeah. So that way, but I you got to and you got to be careful with the, the the guac mix. You know how is it made? Because there's a lot of people that put all kinds of stuff in it. You know. Yep. Anything that's mixed at a restaurant. Yeah, there's going to be other stuff in it that's going to, of course, increase that caloric intake or uh, count. I I found that the more knowledgeable I got with my nutrition the smaller my list of restaurants that I was willing to go to became. And part of it was because oh, sure. my, my food allergies, I got to be very yep. careful with that. Yep. But the other side of it is, you know, I want to know what they're doing with their food right. beforehand. So um, <laughs> it's always funny on date night. Hey, babe, what do you want to do? I don't know. I'm hungry. Okay, where do you want to eat? Let me pull up my list of four yeah. places I can go. Yeah, well, it's one of the, it's one, <laughs> it's one of these three or four places. Yeah. that. <laughs> well, I'm not craving this type of food. Well, there goes three of those places. Yeah, right. So I guess we're going <laughs> to here. Well, one? I'm not craving that. Well, what do you want me to do? Let's Create my own restaurant? Get a salad. <laughs> <laughs> so so it's, it, is, it is basic, simple math. Um, you know, you don't have to go into, you know, square roots and dividends and things. It's just you need to know the amount of food that you're intaking, how many ounces of particular food portions, yeah. whether it's the meats or whatever, and then how many grams associated per ounce for that. Um, not all meats are created equal. Um, eggs, for instance, I think have uh, six grams for every ounce uh, for, for the protein. Yep. And they also have fats in, in them as the well. Yolk. Yep. yep. Uh, you get things like bison and venison. They're more, uh, protein packed than even like your beef yep. and your chicken. Mm -hmm. So knowing those things and thank goodness, we, for the most part, all of us have access to a smartphone. We have access to this information at our fingertips. Oh, yeah. If you really want to know, just Google real quick, how many ounce or how many grams? Oh, it'll tell you. Yeah. Yep. Boom. Yep. Done. Um, so there's, there's plenty of tools out there for you. So, how do you know how many macros you should have? The, the best answer would be to talk to a certified nutritionist or a registered dietitian, honestly. I mean, they've been schooled on it. They, and they have programs that they use, you know, calculations that, you know, they'll, like you said, type in your age and your weight, and it'll break everything down for you, what you should have. And then from that point, you can go down and break your meals down. And they can also talk to you about your meal. goals. Exactly. That's going to be goal specific because. It's, yeah, they can do a lot more on top of that as well. Yeah, not everyone is looking to put on muscle. Right. which requires a higher protein intake than someone. Yeah, everything shifts on what you want to do. Exactly. So it's not just your level of fitness, but it's also your level of health. And, mm -hmm. of course, taking into account of things like diabetes, oh, if yeah. you have any thyroid problems. So the, that Ben's exactly right. The exact answer is, you know, if you can get access to mm -hmm. a certified nutritionist or a registered dietitian, take their advice, start there. If you can't and you just need something now, there are two predominant schools of thought for people who are relatively active in fitness as to how you can start a basis program for your macros. And these are around the concept of you're wanting to at least maintain or put on some amount of muscle mass. Right. So the first one would be to figure out what your total calorie goal is. Now, this is going to be the same no matter what. You first, before you can really dive into your macros, you need to know how many calories are you burning at rest? How many calories are you burning in your, in your workouts? How often are you working out? You need to know these things. Um, there are online calculations that you can go find. You just mm -hmm. simply, you know, research, you know, resting metabolic rate calculator, um, and you can plug it in. And those are relatively close. I would say they have probably a 10% error of margin. The most accurate way would to would be to actually go get a test done where they, you know, they actually put you on a treadmill, hook you up to a mask. They, they do all these tests, and they yeah. can actually figure it out, like, down to the T. Right. 
the more practical way that I would recommend for anyone who has access to them, um, people in the DFW have access to these. I know out in California, they got plenty of these locations and I'm not quite sure where the other locations are, but a lot of the Nutra shops or even some of, quite frankly, some of the Lifetime Fitnesses, they have these. Yeah. I think they charge at Lifetime for these, yeah. but we've said it before, the in-body machine. I'm a yep. huge fan of them because they're, they're very accurate. And for most places, the cost is relatively nominal compared to the information you get from it. And what that'll give you is it at least will give you your basal metabolic rate, which is just your organs functioning, not doing anything else, haven't really taken into account that you're going to get up and walk around out of bed, hasn't taken into account that you're going to work out. But what does your body need just to simply function? And that's a good starting point, And then you can oh, kind sure. of go from there. Yeah. So let's say for this example that you're, um, you're at 3000 calories a day. Let's say that's your target goal. Uh, and that could be for someone who's like way overweight and they need to bring it down. Or that could be someone who's wanting to put a muscle. 3000 calories is relatively high, but when you're at, you know, four or 500 pounds, that still could be a, a knockdown to yep. bring you down to where you want to be. So just for simple math for me on the fly, we're going to use 3000 calories as your goal. Option A of your of your structure would be to start with 30% of that total calorie mark and attribute that and allocate that for protein. So at 3000 calories, that would give you 900 calories that you can utilize in the form of protein, yep. which turns out to be 225 grams of protein per day. Which is actually a lot for some people. I it, mean, it is. It's more yeah, than I take probably in a day. Heard, Well, yeah, it's, me too. If you've heard that I've heard several of this, you know, you want to do like one gram of protein per pound you weigh and 1.5 or 0.75, you know, I'm sure it all matters on your size, but that 225, that's quite a bit. Yeah. I, I, when I was originally introduced into bodybuilding, I was told, you know, two grams per pound of body weight. Oh, and then geez. I found later on, it's like that you're pissing a lot of that Yeah, you, Your like, body's not using it. It's not processing. Yeah. I can't even utilize it. it. So, yeah. um, and, and that was also built on a, um, inaccurate predication that in order to build muscle, the, f the number one thing that you need is protein. While there is truth to that, you also need you carbs. carbs. Yeah. <laughs> you have to have an insulin response. Yeah. So if you're, if you're taking out all your carbs and trading them in for, for protein, just like these keto diets, mm -hmm. it's like, where are you going to get your full on muscle growth? You have very little to, to no insulin um, yep. response going in your body. So how are the, how are the muscle cells getting signaled since that's the, your, right. your growth signal? Take you down a bad path in the long run. Yeah. So, um, so we're for again, example, a, we're taking 30% of that and we're allocating it to protein. The other 70% then gets divided up depending on, again, your goals, it could be an even 35% to carbs and 35% to mm -hmm. fats. Um, it might be 40, 30, it, you know, 45, 25. Usually you won't see anything higher than 45% to carbs and 20 and anything lower than 25% to fats for the most part with, with a few exceptions. Right. Um, but usually a good, you know, 40, 30 split is a, is a good base. What you'll find for most recommended, um, programs is 40% carbs for muscle building, 30% fats. And again, that also goes back to your body type. How does it process with carbs? Mm -hmm. If you have a high metabolism, low metabolism, that the, the what body types episode that we had before, that's a great one to go reference and figure yeah. out how your body responds to carbs. Because if your body, if you're trying to lose body weight or body fat and uh, you have a, you're very sensitive to carbs in that regard, you want to keep your, your carbs lower, maybe yeah. that 35%. And of course, that's saying that, you know, again, quick numbers, uh, if you were doing 35% of that, Let's see, 
that's 1,050 calories allocated towards carbs and 1,050 calories allocated to fats, which means you're going to have less than half the amount of grams of fats than carbs just because, again, there are more calories attributed to fats. Um, So that's option A. Option B is actually exactly what Ben was alluding to is taking your body weight and then setting a specific percentage of that body weight number and trans transmitting that over into uh, grams. So yeah. using a, a simple number, I'm 210 pounds. If I was doing a hundred percent of that in grams, then I would just simply take 210 mm-hmm. grams of protein. Uh, studies have shown that the optimal range for muscle growth as well as protein consumption and absorption is between the 85% and 100% of your body weight. If you go over to 110 or 120, don't stress about it, don't worry about it. You know, your body will still utilize it. But when you start pushing into the 150 range, for the most part, most body types are not gonna be able to fully process the majority of that. you're, You're really, that extra push, you have uh, diminishing returns is what it's called. So, Isn't it true, too, if you put excess protein in your system, it kind of it's a little harder on your kidneys because it has absolutely. to filter through all that. Yeah. Yes, it's a lot harder I on mean, your kidneys. I mean, it would obviously take many, 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 many years for your kidneys to get jacked up. But but if you do that for, like you said, if you're doing 150% yeah. or 200% of your, your body weight and you're doing that every day, mm-hmm. 365 days a year relentlessly oh, yeah. uh, for 10 years, it doesn't take long for you to have kidney problems in your 30s and 40s depending on yeah. when you start. Yeah. Um, so, uh, And then, of course, the uh, same thing on the backside – you would allocate the rest of your carbs and fats depending on where where your your protein came in. So if, again, we're using the same 3,000 calorie number and I'm using 210 grams of carbs, that means 840 calories of that is, or sorry, proteins, my my apologies, is proteins. 840, that's for my proteins. That means the other 2,160 calories now needs to get divided up across carbs and fats. fats. And for the reason why you start with protein as your 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 deciding factor is there's almost not a single diet out there that is a no protein diet. Not right. one. I've never heard of one. Yeah. And if I have they they obviously dissipated quickly because you cannot live without having some sort of protein in your diet. So that's what maintains and helps you build muscle. So even if we're not not talking about bodybuilding and building muscle, you just want to maintain. And I promise you, you never want to go down in muscle from where you're at, unless maybe you're Ronnie Coleman and you need to just come back off that. (laughs) Because you're too big. (laughs) Too big. But the vast majority of us need to at least maintain, if not grow more muscle. So um, we start with protein first. And that kind of leads into another point that I always mention to people when we're talking about how they should eat their, their food, always eat your protein item first. Mm -hmm. So going back to that grilled chicken, potatoes, and asparagus, you're going to eat your protein first. If you are looking to build muscle, you're going to take your carbs next and then your veggie, the veggies and never lose out on your veggies. But if you're what looking about all together, if, if you can, if you can, if like for me, I could mix it all together. I'm going to kill my plate. Whatever's in front of me, I'm going to eat it. You know, actually, you know, you put steak and potatoes and veggies or chicken, potatoes and veggies. Those taste good mixed together. Anyways. Oh, absolutely. I, 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 in fact, that's what I do. I, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I meal prep all my stuff. I'll take a really good bite of uh, <laughs> a cut of steak, grab some veggies, yeah. grab some potatoes. I do all and of that. I don't know, like six ounces of ranch. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, that's all right. <laughs> Six bottles. <What>? Of <laughs> so for you and I, we don't have a problem because we've been doing this long enough. We don't have a problem eating this. But if you're the type of person that is getting new to this or you're trans, uh, you know, moving from eating five McDonald's yeah, right. to solid cal- or nutrient dense meals, it's going to feel a lot a lot yeah. thicker in your stomach. So start with your proteins. If you're trying to lose body fat, move to your veggies and then your carbs. Because if there's any food left on your plate, it should be your carbs at that point. Yeah. If you're trying to build muscle, it's the other way around and your fatty items are always last. So in a breakfast standpoint where I'm having bacon, potatoes and, um, and eggs, eggs first, then my potatoes, then my bacon. That's not how I eat it, but that's how I would recommend it for someone. I mix all those together too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, and you know, fresh fruits. Uh, always good. So if you're having fresh fruit like strawberries, mm-hmm. that would come before potatoes, right. you know, for the most part, unless you're deficient in something that potatoes yeah. are bringing to the table. So I know this is kind of a lot to take in, but I wanted to make sure that we got detailed enough for you because we've had a few requests from our listeners to say, you know, I, I, I know I need to know macros. Right. I know I need to understand it. I just don't. Can you explain it for us? So I don't want to leave any stone unturned for you guys. Yep. So in our opinion, the most effective tool to help track and monitor your macros and calorie intake is my MyFitnessPal app by Under Armour, which I've heard of that one before. I, in fact, I think I've used it a long time ago. Um, I used it a lot last yeah. year, and it's massively helpful. The The reason I It's got useful information on it. Oh, tons. And it's a, it's a wonderful tool. In fact, I had a, a, a close friend of mine, uh, you consider him a brother of mine, um, reach out to me and say, you know, I need some help. I'm trying to lose weight. said, so, no problem. I got you. Um, and I put him on using this app. And the reason I have people use this app is, is, is multifold. One, it's owned and started and founded by a very large company who oh, has yeah. plenty of monetary backing. Oh, yeah. so they're not going anywhere. Two, because of the backing they have, they've been pretty much able to integrate every single barcode into their system. So you can scan a barcode of something you're eating if you're buying a meal or you're buying a bag of something and you're eating. Even if you don't eat the whole thing, let's say I'm having a little bit of chips, I can scan the barcode of the chips and then I can put in how much of that I actually ate and it loads all the information in yep. for me. I don't yep. have to go through and Makes create. it easy. Yes. Yep. Now let's say I'm creating my own recipe of you know grandma's home-cooked stew. I can then build out a recipe in there, save it, and, and, then, that's in it. Yep. and reuse it later instead of having to rebuild it every single time. The other thing, the main reason I had him get on this outside of the tracking is also when you're transitioning from not eating so good to wondering how much you should eat, you can play around with it and say, well, I'm trying to plan my day. Well, how do I know how much I should be, if I'm meal prepping, how much I should be prepping? Well, you plug it in and play with it as a little game calculator ahead Mm -hmm. of time. Well, oh, that's too much. Okay, well, when I cook it, I'm not going to put that much in there then because it came out to be over my target. So it's a very versatile tool. It does take a little bit to kind of get used to how it works. But once you have it figured out because it's a free app, I mean, the the return on investment is infinite. It's fantastic. And I don't know many people that successfully implement macro counting without some sort of tool at their disposal. And this is right at your phone. It's right at your fingertips. Almost every single person who's in fitness nowadays, at least our audience, um, their phone's on them almost all the time. I know mine is. Well, yeah, absolutely. Constantly. I mean, I have to, now I'm thinking about just building a wire into my, one of those zip wires into my (laughs) hip bone and just leave it attached right there. (laughs) So, 
Well, folks, just a, a few key takeaways for the episode. Uh, again, remember that your carbs and your proteins both contribute four calories to your diet. Fats contribute nine calories. And if you are drinking, uh, that can uh, contribute seven. If you know also ahead of time that you're going to go out for a party night in the weekend, you can count that in a, a earlier on in the week where you can say, okay, maybe on such and such days, I'm going to cut back my calorie intake by however much I plan on drinking on the weekend. Yep. And then you just budget yourself to the amount of drinking you want to have. So this, again, like I said, it, it's to give you structure, but the structure can create freedom. It doesn't have to be bonding. Right. It doesn't have to be feel like you're in chains so it shouldn't hopefully so well for everyone again i hope you all enjoyed this if you haven't done so yet make sure you go in hit that subscribe button so that you can catch our next episodes and go back in and and check out some of the episodes we have dropped already i promise you there's some gold nuggets in there and they all tie in back into each other in some way form or fashion all right so from the both of us keep, keep crushing, crushing it, it. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today. Listen, we love connecting with our listeners, so if you have any questions or topic requests, please email them to podcast at thefitnesslounge.net. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Fitness Lounge Podcast for more updates, tips, and content. You can also follow us on Twitter at, at FitnessLounge3. We are excited to take this wonderful journey with you, and we'll see you next time here at the Fitness Lounge.